on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The one-two. Line drive, right at Colton Wong on the bounce. He's got it, flips to first, there it is. Brewers win it by a final of nine to four, and they take two of three from the Reds in the series. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee, with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. Lots of good things happening in this one today. Brewers get the 9-4 win, nine runs on nine hits. Really good offensive production. We saw Christian Yelich have a fantastic day at the plate, hitting the ball hard, gets a couple hits, including a home run. Freddie Peralta pitched well, didn't pitch as deep into the game as you would like him to pitch. And then uh, the bullpen, when they needed to do the job, they absolutely did do the job. And the Brewers take two of three from Cincinnati, and we'll see if they can kind of get things going once once again after they were in their two-week lull. We do welcome you into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Jerry Augustine will be joining us in just a moment or so. Brewers uh, get the win. If you want to join us today, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It feels like this Brewers team has a little bit of momentum. They've got a tough series coming up with four against a very good Padres team. We'll talk about that later in the program. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We will also uh, go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to between now and 5 o'clock. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-1 pitch to Willie Adamas. Busted bat, humpback liner, shallow center, down base hit. That's going to score a couple. Garcia's in. Here comes Vogel back to score. 3-0 Brewers on a broken bat. Two-run single by Willie Adamas. Solid win for the Brewers today, 9-4 in Cincinnati. They take two of three from the Reds, and now they get set to uh, come home for a four-game series against San Diego that will begin tomorrow. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Yankee Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, it kind of feels like a chance to take a big... Big breath after uh, the Brewers put up the nine runs today. They get some add-on runs later on. Christian Yelich has a nice day at the plate. He hits the home run. Just a, a lot of things that you wanted to see from this team, they were able to do today. Yeah, sure worry. You know, you talked the last two days. We talked yesterday about the offense and how it came through when it needed to. It answered the bell and scored big with the big home run in the in the seventh inning to take the lead. But you look at what they did today. They score early and they keep continually add on during the game. And that's something we've been wanting the Brewers to do uh, and see of that, see them do lately. And they've done that today. We talked about hitting with runners in scoring position today, three for six, getting guys on base and getting them in. That's what you need to do. But offensively, a great day for the Brewers especially going into the big series they got coming up but you're starting to see this offense starting to swing the bat guys starting to get on base and everybody chipping in and that's what you need to do you have to have up and down that lineup everybody help out today they did that yeah, there's two things that are that are I think especially notable in terms of this team scoring runs. First off, 
Christian Yelich today, it's it goes beyond him hitting the home run. It goes beyond him having uh, a couple hits. You look at his at-bats today. He draws a walk. He does have one strikeout, but he's hitting the ball hard. And then also, it's worth mentioning what's going on right now uh, with Keston Hira at AAA Nashville. Uh, he has played in eight games at Nashville. He is hitting four thirty-three. Uh, he has two home runs, six RBIs. His OPS is ridiculous. It's thirteen forty-eight. Uh, so he's putting up these these huge numbers. He had a uh, one thousand eighty-eight OPS when he played Triple A ball uh, in twenty nineteen. So he he has proven that he can be very successful. But it just feels like. We've talked about it over and over and over. It feels like if you've got Christian Yelich being Christian Yelich, and if you get Keston Hira back being the guy that the Brewers expect him to be, all of a sudden this lineup has so much more depth to it. Well, they were talking about two keys in this lineup, and when you look at it, it is Yelly, Yelly and Keston Hira. But, you know, these guys struggle. You talk about the injury to Yelly. He sat out for a long time, hasn't played a lot, got his first uh, hit since coming back at his home run today. But Keston Hira is a, a very important part of this lineup, and a guy who can, kid, who can swing the bat pretty well. It's nice to see that he's starting to swing the bat, starting to getting relaxed, and that's exactly what the Brewers need from him coming back to this ball club and to help it, but offensively, when you look at the top of the lineup, and I took the top four guys today. The top four guys were seven for 19. They had scored six runs and six RBIs, and that's what Navarre is going 0 for 5, although he swung the bat pretty well today. So you're starting to see the lineup, starting to everybody getting better at bats, getting walks, going deeper into counts, hitting the ball to all fields, and that's what we're. That's what this ball club is made of. They're going to not only hit home runs, all teams hit home runs, but they are going to be able to manufacture runs, and the way you do that is get guys on base, get him over and get him in and I'll tell you what, the last two games they've been much better. Text message from uh, Doug, and I'll tell you, he, he texts us just about every single day, and he is one of the folks out there that believes that the lineup should stay uh, very static and not have, you have a base lineup and you stick with it on an everyday basis. That's not the way Craig Council does things. I personally don't think it really matters that much for the most part, but I understand where he's coming from. Uh, but Doug says, I like the lineup today, looking like a lineup now. Now keep it that way for a while, except Kane in for Bradley Jr. and bring Hira back up and uh, back at first base so as as much as uh and doug also mentioned that he, he thinks that colton wong is the most consistent hitter in the lineup uh because he's always uh batting leadoff i would argue that you know from a batting average standpoint almar Navaez is the guy who's had the best batting average this year and he's he's bounced around but whatever that doesn't really matter i said this during brewers warm-up today I like this lineup, and I'm not somebody that gets hung up on, on lineups at all, but I really like the way this line was built out today. Uh, I feel like the addition of a Willie Adamas just creates that much more depth to the lineup, and all of a sudden, I don't know what it is, but I was looking at the lineup today, and it just felt like this was a group uh, that was going to be able to go out and score some runs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I tell you, from top to bottom, I, I, th- I, I think one of the key guys in in, a, in this lineup here is is Navaris. He's been swinging the bat so well. He's hitting in that second position, puts the ball in play, doesn't strike out a lot, uh, hits the ball to all fields, can hit for power. He's one of the guys had really has been a very instrumental part in this offense and and uh, swinging the bat very well. And today you saw him in that in that second spot. Didn't get the hit, but he hit a couple balls real hard. One ball he got kind of robbed of a base hit deep in the uh, right field, and the, uh, the second baseman Bandino threw him out. But this is a lineup that we saw today that were able to manufacture runs to get on base, get them in, and up. 
up and down the lineup. Everybody chipped in. You saw what the top of the lineup did, and you start getting the big guys healthy with Wong at the top, and you got Navaris, you got Kane in there, and Wong, and uh, you get you get Keston Hero back in that synchronous lineup. This is going to be a pretty good lineup from top to bottom each and every day. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Garcia back into the box. Castillo's 2-0 pitch. And Garcia, high fly, deep right field. Castellanos is back, and it is gone for Avi Garcia. Garcia's seventh home run of the season, and the Brewers lead it 5-0. 9-4, the Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I uh, want to get into Christian Yelich a little bit because Augie hits the ball hard today. He hits the home run. You know, when he struggled last year, we were all trying to figure out what led to those struggles. And some people looked at the knee injury. Some people looked at uh, the empty ballpark. Some people looked at um, just not having the same maybe protection in the lineup as the year before when you had uh, a Yasmani Grandal, a, a Mike Moustakis. And I was thinking about that today because Avisayo Garcia is continuing to really swing a hot bat. Uh, he was two for four today. Uh, he's continuing to hit home runs. He's got seven home runs. It, all of a sudden, with the way Garcia is swinging it, he, there's a little bit of protection there for Yelich. And I don't know if there's a, a cause and effect to that or not, but it feels like to me that Garcia's success can certainly help lead to some success for Yelich as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think when you look at what, obviously, El Garcia has been doing, swinging the bat, hitting home runs, doing a good job offensively for the Brewers, it really does impact what Yelly does because when Yelly goes to the plate, you can tell he's starting to see the ball so much better, a little bit more deliberate at the plate. We saw that in Kansas City where he worked the counts and he worked a few walks, and today his first at-bat did a nice job, a nice job of working the count against Castillo and getting on base for the home run by Garcia. And then the, the home run, you just see him, Soon on that swing, you see where his head was down on it. He put that good swing, drove the ball out of the ballpark. So you're starting to see him getting a little bit more relaxed. And I think when you get a guy in that's hitting behind him, that's swinging the bat good, they're not going to pitch around him. They're not going to throw pitches to certain parts of the plate and and try to try to get him out. What they're going to try to do, they're going to try to make the best pitch on him. And he's seeing the ball well. And he's good. Pitches are going to make mistakes. And when they do mistakes, he's going to get his hits. And you. Starting, starting to see him swing the bat pretty well and having a good, patient attack at the plate. A lot of people thought that last year it seemed like Yelich lost some of his aggressiveness at the plate because it's a it's a, it's a tough thing when you're a guy like Yelich to, to draw your walks but also be in a place where you still stay aggressive. Isn't that a hard thing to kind of work through? 
It, it really is. It really is. And then all of a sudden you get in that rut and you're trying to find yourself. And, and last year we saw him get take a lot of pitches from, especially right-hand pitchers, in on him, breaking balls in by his fist and elevating the ball on left-handed hitters. That's where you want to go. That's where you want to make good pitches to. But if you make a mistake and get it out of the plate, Yelly's so quick to the ball that he can drive that ball out of the ballpark. And we're starting to see him do that. But it is. It's very difficult when you get in those situations. You start seeing it. And to get back into where that little groove and it seems like this year starting right in spring training he was very patient at the plate taking a lot of pitches and now it's starting to pay off he had the injury but now he's getting those at bats it's starting to pay off and starting to swing the bat much better got a text from the 920 saying first day that i've been excited by the cruise lineup and the results even back at 17 and 10 i couldn't get excited with the bodies piling up on the injured list i think there's a lot of truth to that because when they when they were playing good baseball and got to 17 and 10 and were winning so many games uh you you saw how many guys were on the injured list and almost felt like at times the other shoe was going to drop well now they've got Pretty much outside of Keston here, who they're waiting to get back from AAA. And I, honestly, I think there's a pretty good chance that he is back on the roster tomorrow uh, based off what he has been doing uh, at, at AAA. And if he's not there tomorrow, maybe he's going to be back uh, later on in the week. But either way, it does. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that text message from the 920 that this, this win today feels more like who this team is going to be. Yeah, and you're seeing a lot of good at-bats. You know, I think the the big thing, and I, you probably would agree with me, Matt, is when you see the lineup up there and their patience at the plate and getting good at-bats and hitting the ball where it's pitched and, and doing the things that you have to do when you get runners in scoring position and getting the runs in. Like today they were three for six. We Something we've talked about on and on, how important that is in the game of baseball. So, uh, you know, one thing they're starting to do, you're seeing the patience at the plate. You're making the opponent, the opponent pitchers work that much harder you're getting good pitches hit and when you get them you're hitting them and that's something we thought the offense would be like earlier in the season they had some struggles with injuries but now they you see them starting to swing the bat much better couldn't come at a better time especially with the big four game series you have coming up with the Padres Brewers get the 9-4 win in Cincinnati. A lot of talk about the offense. We'll talk a little bit about the pitching. Freddie Peralta pitched well, but he doesn't pitch deep into the game. How do we assess his start? We'll do that next. Brewers get the win in Cincinnati 9-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Here's the 1-2 to Farmer, and it's a called third strike. Burned the outside edge. And it's strikeout number seven for Freddie Peralta. He works a one, two, three, bottom of the fourth. Brewers get a 9-4 win in Cincinnati as we continue on here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. And, Augie, Freddie Peralta today does not uh, qualify for a win because he doesn't get through five innings. He goes four and two-thirds, gives up two runs on three hits, seven strikeouts, four walks. He had a lot of three-ball counts today. He got the strikeouts. He ends up throwing 103 pitches. It's... um. It's kind of tough to assess his day just in the sense that the overall numbers are good, but again, his pitch count is what really resulted in him being forced out of the game. Yeah, you had it right with the three ball counts. I think that that raised that pitch count. But if I had to define Freddie today, and I'm going to throw this back at you and get your comments on it first, is I define it as effectively wild. 
And the reason I say that is he got in situations where he got himself in a little bit of trouble deep in the counts, but he was able to, that intensity, you could see it on his face, working in the count, making that good pitch when he needed to. And he made a lot of really good pitches when he was behind in the count. But I thought today was a good educational day for him where he was able to battle his way, didn't have the great stuff. But uh, if I had to define him today, I put it at the effectively while I think that's a good way to put it. But at the same time, very effective in the way he pitched. Yeah, and you know, the other thing we saw from him today in terms of his um, uh, what he was using, 52% of his pitches, 54, were four-seam fastballs, and he threw those for strikes about uh, at 67% of the time. When you look at his other pitches and their effectiveness, they weren't at the same spot. He only threw 24% sliders, and only 40% of them were strikes. He only threw 15% uh, change-ups, and only 33% of them were strikes. This was a day where his fastball was his most effective pitch, um, and when he wasn't throwing the fastball, he was missing a lot. It almost kind of this felt like this felt like what we saw from Freddie Peralta maybe uh, a couple years ago. Not so much who he's been this year. Well, I did. You're exactly right. And we did see it in in the past. He would kind of lose it and kind of let it go a little bit where he'd go deeper in accounts and couldn't effectively effectively work himself out of it. I thought today with his fastball, when he needed it, he located it very well. He got behind, he came back from a couple 3-0 counts and got, got hitters out, struck out a couple guys with it. And I thought his fastball was his pitch. It always is going to be his pitch. He's got three types of fastball. He can locate them, he gets them over for, for strikes. But at the same time, I thought he threw a couple breaking balls when he needed to in tough situations that showed that he could still use that breaking ball, and that's what they, where this effectiveness comes in. Yes, was he wild? Did he have command of his off-speed stuff? No, but he still was effective with it that he, at times when he needed it, he could throw it for strikes and really use that fastball effectively to get people out. I thought these are, these are days that pitchers can really learn from that. This is another step for Freddie Peralta making that step as a starter and a good starter in the major leagues as being able to make adjustments when you don't have that good stuff. What did you think of Trevor Richards making his team debut? I like the way he threw the ball. I think when you talk about you talk about Major League Baseball, it's about being able to command your fastball and being able to throw a changeup. He had a really good changeup. He located it very well. I think he's a guy who doesn't strike, doesn't doesn't go out there and and uh, give up a lot of deep deep count pitches. He's a strike guy, and uh, I really like the way he threw the ball. And I I really like when you have that effective pitch, that second pitch, that changeup coming out of the bullpen can be very effective. We see what it does with Devin Williams, but I thought he located the ball very well. Brewers get the win over Cincinnati 9-4. They take two of three in the weekend series. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Pitch home. Swing and a high fly. Deep right center field. Christian Yelich for the first time this year has gone deep. It's 9-2 Brewers. On a 3-0 pitch from Brad Brock, Christian Yelich hits number one. That was good to see. The Brewers get the win in Cincinnati by a 9-4 score. Brewers Externings continuing on here on WTMJ. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. He opened up talking about uh, what they need to do and what Yelich needs to do just in terms of getting consistent at-bats uh, as he continues to round into form. I mean, I think the important thing is that we're just, we just got to get them consistent at bats. I think that's, um, 
you know, something you just hasn't had over the last five weeks. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to do it appropriately for his health to, to build a base of health. But I think as you, as we got him consistent at bats, you know, fully expected that he would, he would start swinging the bat well. And uh, he's seen the ball well since he's been back. And, and today, obviously, he had three balls really hard. So positive signs for sure. And, um, you know, he's on his way to, to, and he's all, probably more importantly, I think he's have, we're having positive health results, um, you know, as, as we go forward here. So there's, there's going to be some more uh, scheduled off days here this week, um, but we're on a good pace, we're on a good track, I think. Craig, what can you say about the quality of at-bats you guys had in that first inning against Castillo? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very true. I just, I thought, the um, you know the Travis Shaw at bat. I know Travis is in a little little uh, slump right now, but I thought his at bat in the first inning was a huge one. Um, just getting to two strikes and then drawing that walk was was enormous. And then Willie, you know, fought off something and, and got something to got something in play. Vogie had a good at bat in there too. So I, I thought though that first inning, um, but I, I still thought Travis is at bat getting to two strikes and then fighting back was the key. Give it, giving giving Willie a shot at that, you know. Craig, uh, how'd you like Richards today? Well, he did his job. I mean, he he threw strikes, um, and it, you know he goes to the top of the zone. He's got a good changeup. Um, that's that's what he does, and he executed really well. I think he's a guy who executes his pitches and knows who he is. Um, and he and he did exactly what. Uh, you know, when you ask him who he is and what he's good at, and that's exactly what he went out and did today. Craig, that uh, strikeout that Boxberger got of Suarez was a big moment, wasn't it, too? Things are kind of – momentum was kind of maybe shifting a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, no, they, I mean, the Stevenson had a great at-bat against Freddie. Um, I, I thought Freddie threw, threw some really good pitches to him, and he fouled him off and drew a walk. Um, so, you know, Box uh, got ahead of – um, was it Barnhart and then hit him, but uh, made 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 big pitches to Suarez. What did you think of Freddie today, Craig? He had a lot of three ball counts and was kind of battling command. Yeah, he he was just a little off with his timing, almost like a little just overamped. Almost, I mean, he, the velocity was like big velocity today from Freddie, probably as big as this during this as we've seen this season, but just it. It almost was a little bit too much, um, and, and got him out of sync a little bit. Um, you know, he he went to a lot of three ball counts, and then he battled back from a lot of three ball counts too. Um, but he obviously wasn't wasn't as efficient as we've seen him. But you know that you're going to have days like that, and and I, I was really proud of the way he just kept battling. You know, he didn't get frustrated, and he he just kept kept going even though he got behind in the count. He never gave in. He kept making pitches. And I think that's it's an outing where Freddie learned something about himself. Um, you you got to – he still put up a good line, and we win a game um, without him kind of having his A stuff. Craig, I know you just saw him today, but um, in your opinion, what do you think is different about Luis Castillo? You know, like how, how does he look different from, from seasons past? Um. I don't, I don't know if I have a great answer. It's, I mean, it's executing pitches, you know, that's what you do. Um, it's, that's how pitchers win. They execute their pitches and, um, 
you know, yeah, obviously those, the walks, like in the first inning, you just, you know, that, that that's a sign of just not executing pitches. So he, if that's, he's still throwing hard. He's still got a really good changeup when it's down in the zone. It's, you saw the swing and miss. So I, I like any pitcher, it's executing pitches. There's manager Craig Council speaking just a little while ago. It really is odd to watch. We, like, it's not like Castillo's velocity is down, or there, there's nothing clearly there that's resulted. He's now got a one in seven record and a seven point six one ERA. This is a guy who, when you talked about the best pitchers in the National League Central, even coming into this year, he was there. He was he was certainly you know handful half dozen guys or so that you considered one of the better pitchers in this division and for whatever reason it's it's just not working with him there and it's weird and we all know who the Reds pitching coach is, right? A guy who's a very very good at his job um, and and for whatever reason uh, Castillo just hasn't put it all together this year, but the Brewers were able to take advantage getting five runs in five innings against him. They win by a 9-4 score. How does it all play out? We'll tell you in just a moment when we go back through the game with the highlights. Brewers win over Cincinnati 9-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A 9-4 win for the Brewers as they knock off the Reds. Pitching matchup, Freddie Peralta on the mound for the crew. Luis Castillo getting the start for Cincinnati. The Brewers would strike first in the top of the first inning. Colton Wong leads the game off with a base hit uh, with uh, two outs of Isayo Garcia singles. That puts Wong at third. Garcia then steals second in front of a Daniel Vogelback walk. The base is loaded for Travis Shaw. He draws a bases loaded walk. That scores Wong. It makes it 1-0, and the bases stay loaded for Willie Adamas. 1-1 pitch to Willie Adamas. Busted bat, humpback liner, shallow center, down base hit. That's going to score a couple. Garcia's in. Here comes Vogel back to score. 3-0 Brewers on a broken bat, two-run single by Willie Adamas. Brewers add to their lead in the third inning. Christian Yelich leads the frame off with a walk, and then at the plate, Garcia. Garcia back into the box. Castillo's 2-0 pitch, and Garcia, high fly, deep right field. Castellanos is back, and it is gone for Avi Garcia. Garcia's seventh home run of the season, and the Brewers lead it 5-0. The Reds would get one of those runs back in the bottom of the third with one out. A guy had already hit four home runs in the series, Jesse Winker, back at the plate. 2-0 pitch. And that's hit pretty well off the bat of Winker to deep right center field, and it is way out of here. Winker has hit his fifth home run of this series. Yeah, absolutely something. Brewers will be glad to not see Winker for a while. But uh, after that, Freddie Peralta would lock back in. He would uh, get through the rest of the inning without any more runs scoring. In the fourth inning, one of his better innings of the day, he gets Eugenio Suarez to line out, Max Rock to line out, and then it brings up Kyle Farmer. Here's the one-two to Farmer, and it's a called third strike. Burned the outside edge, and it's strikeout number seven for Freddy Peralta. He works a one-two-three, bottom of the fourth. But that pitch count was starting to go up and up and up as we go into the fifth inning. A pinch hitter in Shogo Akiyama, he doubles to lead the inning off after Jesse Winker grounds out, which moves Akiyama to third. It brings up Nick Castellanos. For Winker... 
as Castellanos waits. First pitch to him. Swing the line drive down the left field line. That ball is going to be fair and off the wall. Akiyama comes in and scores. Castellanos has a double, and it's 5-2. Tyler Naquid would fly out. Tyler Stevenson, though, he would walk, and that would end the day for Peralta. Brad Boxberger would come on. The first batter he faces, Tucker Barnhart, ahead in the count, but ends up hitting him with a pitch. So this is the moment of the game. All of a sudden, the Reds have all the momentum. The Brewers holding a 5-2 lead, and it's Boxberger against A. Eugenio Suarez. They're loaded in the fifth for Cincinnati. They're going in, the 1-2. Struck him out swinging with a high fastball. Freddie Peralta loves it. Brad Boxberger does the job as the Reds leave the bases loaded in the fifth. Michael Feliz comes on to pitch for the Reds in the sixth inning. He walks Willie Adamas, strikes out Jackie Bradley Jr., then gives up a hit to Luis Arias. So runners on at first and second. Feliz's day is done. Sean Doolittle comes in. First batter he faces is Colton Wong. Wong with a couple of men on base, 1-1. Swing and a line shot into the gap in right center field. Brewers are going to be running for a while. Adamas is in. Urias is going to come in and score. Wong on his way to third. He's there with a two-run triple. Huge insurance runs for the Brewers, driven in by Colton Wong. Omar Narvaez strikes out. It brings up Christian Yelich. Doolittle, high set, coming back on 1-2. Line drive up the middle base hit. Christian Yelich adds another one to the lead for the Brewers. It's 8-2. Brewers would add to that lead later in the game as we jump ahead to the ninth. New pitcher in the game for Cincinnati is Brad Brock, and uh, he would be facing off with one out against Christian Yelich. Pitch home. Swing and a high fly. Deep right center field. Christian Yelich, for the first time this year, has gone deep. It's 9-2 Brewers on a 3-0 pitch from Brad Brock. Christian Yelich hits number one. Yeah, that was good to see. Alec Bettinger, the pitcher at the time for uh, the Brewers, he threw a scoreless eighth in the ninth inning. He does run into a little bit of trouble. He gets the first two outs of the inning, but then Jesse Winker gets a base hit, and Nick Castellanos does this. Bettinger throws home. Fly ball hit to left. Yelich back, still back, and Castellanos has hit a home run. But that's as close as the Reds would get. The Brewers get the win. They go to 23 and 23, back at 500. The Reds drop to 20 and 25. Winning totals for the Brewers nine runs, nine hits, one air. They leave five for Cincinnati. Four runs, seven hits, no airs. They leave nine. Winning pitcher, Brad Boxberger. He's one and one. The loss to Castillo. He is one and seven. Home runs of Isael Garcia, his seventh. Christian Yelich is first for the Reds. Jesse Winker is 13th. Nick Castellanos is 12th. Game lasting three hours and 30 minutes. Played in front of 16,171 folks at Great American Ballpark. We'll come back. We'll preview the Padres series. And we'll also give you some scores from around baseball. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Just a few minutes left in the program after the Brewers come away with a 9-4 win in Cincinnati. You got a text message from the 608. 
The Brewers can never get base hits with runners in scoring position. They have been very bad this year with runners in scoring position, although I'm, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you texting. I'm not sure why you're texting that today because they go 3-for-6 with runners in scoring position while the Reds were 1-for-11. So the Brewers did a perfectly good job today with runners in scoring position going 3-for-6. The Reds, one of the best teams in baseball with runners in scoring position, and they went 1-for-11. So your statement is true, but I would argue that it does not really apply to today's game. Here's something fun. Colton Wong, Christian Yelich, Avisael Garcia. First time three of the Brewers' top four batters have each had two or more runs, two or more RBIs, and five or more total bases in a game since Ricky Weeks, J.J. Hardy, and Ryan Braun all hit home runs in Cincinnati in September of 2007. So that's been a little while. Around the National League Central, Pirates lose to the Braves 7-1. to Pirates drop to 18-28. and They get swept in that series. They give up 33 total runs in that three-game series. JT Brubaker, who's been pitching pretty good for the Pirates, he, uh, he did not pitch well today. Five and a third, seven runs on seven hits. He takes a loss, 3-4, 4.20 ERA. Around the Brewers' minor league system, AAA Nashville, they get a win against Gwinnett 1-0, the one run, thanks to Keston Hira. He hits his third home run since joining Nashville, and I think there is a very, very, very good chance that uh, he is going to be with the Brewers tomorrow. No inside information on that one. I just, it just feels like the way he's swinging it, there's a good chance if he's not back with the Brewers, say tomorrow, it's going to be very, very, very soon. Double A Biloxi, they get a win at Tennessee by a 7-3 score. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers at home tonight in Appleton, they get shut out by West Michigan, 4-0. And Low A Carolina, they have a rough one at Delmarva. They end up losing by a 13-3 score. Carolina still sitting with a a record of 10 and 8 so that is what's going on around the uh, minor leagues so the brewers now get set for a four game series against the padres if you remember they had very good success against san diego in san diego when they uh, played them back in the uh, third full week of the season they swept that three game series padres are playing much better baseball now not that they're playing bad baseball then they weren't but uh, they're rolling here uh, pretty good at the moment so it's going to be a challenge the Brewers have uh, their pitching lined up, especially for the first two games, as Brandon Woodruff will start game number one. Corbin Burns will go in game number two. Woodruff will go into tomorrow's game 2-2, two and two, 1.58 ERA. We believe it's going to be Blake Snell for the Padres. Nothing official quite yet. 6.40 first pitch. That means our coverage tomorrow begins at 6.05, and I'll be back with you immediately following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.